Okay, hi everybody. Welcome back to the Audacity. I have Haley here for her last and final call. She just put me through the ringer with some tech support, so we're <laughs> I did. doing this. Um, and it was like gold the first time, so we're gonna gold. try and like get lightning basically in a bottle what, twice. Basically, what I was saying is Haley's like, "Oh, this is so sad," and I'm like, "Bitch!" She, oh, she's like, "I'll be back," and I'm like, "No, she won't," because I like will. I said, we studied abroad in the same country, and not even the U.S. of A., the U.K. And I and she was at Oxford, and I was in London, and I still couldn't get a hold of this bitch, like. She was incognito, the definition <laughs> of incognito. It was far enough. It was like for sure far enough. Because so when I, I did keep... finally go into London, I, I went in the quarter, which was like really depressing. Like I finally got my life together, went into London the time, like after everyone that was in the UK left. And when I went in, I was like a raggedy ass long bus ride. <laughs> you could have took a train. FYI. True. That's so true. I don't That's actually that. true. And the train would have been nice. Well, you're saying like the bus. I'm like, the trains, sis. The trains are nice. The trains. <laughs> they are really nice. And I can't keep a track of her on campus. Like, we on the same college campus. And then I can't keep a track of her, like, when we're in the same country, our home country. And I can't keep track of her abroad. This really might be Haley's last time because she's about to go back abroad. So I'll never get a hold of her. You'll find me. Hold that. Just hold that. Like hold it's like that a bat signal. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. If you were a Batman, you would never show up. Then that's so would true. Be like, <laughs> People would be, would be Gordon, like dead out. Of, like, I'll be in a the chief street. Gordon, like just waiting on the fucking roof. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that noise. So anyway, <laughs> this is Haley's last episode until she proves herself otherwise. Which I'll leave you with that. Oof. Anyways. <laughs> today we're gonna be talking basically i i just want to title this episode another episode on colorism because this is really i think maybe my fourth podcast but it's important though and i will also say like <laughs> leah and i basically already did this podcast episode with no one listening so like you guys are getting a real refined version of it because right. we deadass had like a two-hour conversation about, about megan markle which <laughs> i gave it even more thought and my opinions have changed once again. Like that's really weird <laughs> shit. Like it Isn't felt it? like it felt like a a ripple in like the quantum realm or something. Like it felt like yeah. something was really wrong when that happened. <laughs> Didn't it? Like I thought about it more, and I was like, "Why? Like why did we talk about that for so long?" Like, I was and, like, what are but we it's doing? it's nuance. Anyways, we'll get to it later. I, I want to have I want to have Haley like, here. The benefit of like we already fleshed it out like this is a much higher level conversation yeah. than you would have had if we just like did this free flow because i would just time. yeah but i wanted to have Haley here because Haley, as disclaimers Haley represents like we we all have different positionalities in life and Haley's pos- positionality is different from mine and i think sometimes when i have this conversation with people i just feel like i'm some bitter dark-skinned woman when i'm like i'm not if anything, I'm bitter at the systems in place that enforce these types of structures. That's what I'm bitter at, and your ignorance. But in general, I'm just speaking facts. Like, I'm just yeah. stating facts. I, I, I don't know. I'm just saying stuff that, like, no one wants to say, especially black people, because we have this thing where, like, well, if you, if you like, not question, but wonder and discuss with people kind of about their skin tone or their your their lineage – it's like crossing a line. You're basically saying they're not black, and that's not the case. Like that's not. No. We're, we're, I'm not really here to gatekeep or define what race is. I'm just here to yeah. ask questions, and I have a slew of questions I want Haley to answer from someone who is who identifies as biracial too. 
Oof, we're gonna get into it, guys. We're, this might be a little dicey, but it is, it's it not dicey, intended to be. It's not intended to be, and it's also like you all have to know that Lee and I are really close, and we see eye to eye on this only because, like, even though our positionalities are different, we've just been through things that lead us to see things a certain way. And, and it's it's purely based on I think I I tell people because I guess maybe sometimes I come across as very radical in my thinking, but I'm like, if you went to the school we went to, yeah. It would jade the fuck out of you. Like, you will walk out a different person with which you came in. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and it just, like, degrades you, and it's really awful. And it's because I've had these bad experiences, which I think are some of the worst experiences you could have with privileged people on that campus. Then it, it's made you, it's made us this person. Yeah. And it's just that you basically learn that everyone is culpable in some way. And like everybody is responsible, like everybody's responsible. And that's the, yeah. like, that's the, everybody plays a part in everyone's oppression. Yeah. Including myself. Like, yeah, I'm not one to say that I don't either. No. Yeah. Same. I mean, we, and you have to like, and it's also a part of people trying to make just choices on survival. It's right. wild. Right. Anyways. But before we hop into that, we're going to hop into euphoria because it was in this episode that I decided the show's in the gutter. Like, it was already it's bad. bad. But it, it was because <laughs> I, up and I, was I like, saw oh a God. Twitter thread with the leak, and I was like, there's no way it's going to be the next episode. I was like, I'm praying to God. This is not the next episode. And what <laughs> and was it? it was. The next episode. And I was it like, really this was. is bad. It's bad. I, I actually read an article about it this morning, and the article made me laugh so hard because it was, I, I think it probably was a Vulture article. I'm going to pull it back up. But it made me laugh because... Vulture's ruthless. Yeah, they are ruthless. And it was so funny because they basically were like, I watch and I'm going to keep watching, but it's bad. <laughs> that's, that's, the I way that's, they said it. I think that's how everybody... But when they had first put out their review, it was positive. So I was confused. Like, it seemed... Because they had gotten... It seems like they had gotten a season look and it seemed pretty positive. So now it's crazy that it's like... Maybe it's different writers. I don't know. Maybe it's different writers, but... Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, I feel like season one, it was like people really respected it. And I feel It was like bad now, season... It was super bad season one. Like, it was yeah, never good. I don't good. know what's happening. And you but, know what? I got really hot... Maybe I should take that out. I watched it again and I came to the conclusion what really bothers me about this show and it's that it would be one thing to be telling these stories of addiction and these issues if we had a country that was able to address and provide resources and invest time and energy to understanding and dis dismantling these issues. But America's so fucked up. Like, we don't care about people who suffer with addictions and diseases. Mm -hmm. We don't care about people who suffer from domestic violence, sexual violence. And then we have this show on, and it's like, you're not providing the intermediate resources no. to make a program like this okay for people to digest because we're so fucked up as a country. Like, we're really not talking about, like, yeah, you're talking about Rue doing all these drugs. And I was watching Real Houses of Beverly Hills, not connected in any way, but <laughs> Crystal Minkoff said this one thing where she was like, well, in school, I learned about bulimia and it was an outlet for me. So I became a bulimic because I needed some outlets for the things that I'm feeling. Okay, all these things that we were feeling and people feel lost and hopeless and experience grief and shit, they're gonna look at that and be like, oh, that's an escape because we, yeah. we don't even make mental health you know, resources accessible. So I'm like, this is just creating a recipe for disaster. Like, and no one gives a fuck. Like they don't even put any help numbers or nothing. So it's a cold day in hell that we're over here sitting here in agreeing with dare because this <laughs> shit's actually really dangerous. I think it's dangerous. I think it's dangerous. 
And I don't want to think that. So it makes me upset to think that because I would, I don't, it's, it's one of those things that's really frustrating because it's like where your mind that wants to believe one thing about the world says one thing, but then you're also part of your mind that lives in reality, knows something else. Like, that's how I feel about it. Like, I'd like to think that this could just be viewed as a show for adults to watch, like, get an insight into how teens cope and, like, give resources. But it's not that. (laughs) It just isn't that. I feel like he could still meaningfully tell his story. Yeah. If we just had a climate that was capable of digesting topics like this. But we literally don't. I think season one, he kept trying to say that he was making this so that people understand what these, like, teens go through or whatever, you know? Like, I feel like that was what he tried to say. Well. Incorrect. Not true. Because name an adult that watches Euphoria. (laughs) Me? I mean an adult with a child. Oh, sorry. Why additionally think this is really problematic is because we haven't really addressed how big pharma invested in the opioid crisis. Yeah. I've been, I've been watching so many drug documentaries and just putting the piece together. Like, I don't know why I find this shit interesting. It's but putting, interesting. But putting these pieces together, like the um, big pharma, they created an opioid crisis because they actually went to doctors and told them to prescribe these pain medications that like fentanyl, like fentanyl started as a, a, a pain medication, like similar yeah. to oxycodone, hydrocodone, or, or oxycodone, hydrocodone. And so they start that and got that, st- like, got that started. And then they were like, oh, wait, maybe we should, you know, take this back. And they had these shoddy ass doctors running these pain med places where people would just go in, see the doctor for literally two minutes, yeah. and they would send them out with, like, these heavy ass pain, like, pain, uh, kill whatever their painkiller yeah, prescriptions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then once they started, you know, taking those pain places away, then people were still hooked on these drugs. So they were turning to heroin and meth, like really hard drugs to the point that like American meth is not a thing anymore. Bitch, it's called super meth and it's from Mexico. And that shit looks fucking crazy. Yeah. And they're using chemicals from China to like, (laughs) to make like, like make their own fentanyl and it's like this is shit is really dangerous like it's so scary and it's just all this to say that this is a system perpetuated by capitalism low-key yeah and then you're you're about to go pedal this shit to euphoria and like people don't <laughs> understand the con like the context of like it's it there, you need like mental health services like you need yeah. a system and a community to care for you and it's not- also sad because i think that the idea because I, I know you and me like have talked about before how it's stupid that it takes place in high school and it's like okay i tried to really think hard about how you can make this take place in high school and make it make sense and i think that the only way you could have done that is to have made it more raw and real in the sense that like why are all of these things happening at the same fucking high school like and also it's like <laughs> to make it raw and real it's too fucking glitzy like That's it's like th- it's like, too make, much make, make it gritty like i don't right. really think there was like you just would have had to it was too cute like, oh they want like cute outfits they were in yeah. fucking mark jacob chanel yeah like no they even have mugler in there <laughs> bitch yeah it's Hollywood. It, I think it's Hollywood capitalizing off of real world issues. And then just because people are like, oh, I've relapsed watching this show. And I think to my people are like, oh, just don't watch it. And I'm like, well, there shouldn't be something so dangerous on TV yeah, that it would but, cause yeah. somebody to relapse without proper resources. Like, that. here's my whole thing. That show could exist and I'd be okay with it existing if we lived in the system that we could help where we yeah, had dismantled we like, these issues. we were actively helping people not die from drugs at 17 years old 
And you know Pfizer is one of those companies that's including that fucking lawsuit, right? That they lost, where, which sure is where bitches got their vaccine. I'm like, this shit's <sighs> yeah, mad. Everything goes back to capitalism because it really is about capitalism. Like seriously, like we're exploiting an issue that's actually really imp- that's really crazy. Also, considering that teens are dying by dying, taking pills dying. that they don't know, like they're accidental overdoses. Like this is not a good. He's not. No, and what because, is and it, what is Rue gonna die the next episode? And then what does that teach people? Yeah, it's too late for her to die now. And then she's low key teaching bitches how to gaslight their family to thinking they're not doing drugs because you know some dummies are gonna use that. Yeah. Does that like Sam Levinson needs his ass whooped? Like this. He bad. does. Oh, oh, oh my gosh! This was the quote from Which I remember now that I really want to talk to you about. I'm gonna pull it up because it's too good. I don't want. I don't want to ruin it. But it had something to do with Malcolm and Marie, and that made me laugh so hard. Y'all, I, was I, dead this, on the floor. I don't mean to be rude when I say this because I'm like I don't want to discount this girl, but this girl, I thought Malcolm and Marie was good, and I was like, no, 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 no. Like there just comes a point in life that we have to objectively agree that something <laughs> is not good. And Malcolm and Marie was not good. Okay? Objectively. Objectively. It said, I do think Maddie's babysitting job was just an elaborate justification for her and Nate doing Malcolm and Marie 2.0 at a SoCal mansion. <laughs> and damn Vulture. Get his ass, I guess. <laughs> Malcolm and Marie was bad, yeah. And to be honest, people are like, oh, uh, what's her name? Alexa Demi deserves an Emmy for her performance of Nate in the Hot Tub. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, the bar is low. Like, yeah, nothing honestly, is as good gonna, as it used I'm gonna to be. I'm going to say this really boldly, and I'm not going to back down from it. No one on this Can't show should get an Emmy this down. season. Not that a part. Soul. And do you know what somebody said on Twitter? They were like, oh, critics are saying, critics are saying that the next episode that is like this Sunday is where Zendaya is going to win her second Emmy. And I'm like, stop fucking, why are you fucking lying? Like, why are you fucking lying? Why are you always yeah. lying? Like, that's not, sh- like, I'm sorry. She and TV I, was too good this year. <laughs> I hate to say it, but she shouldn't have won the first Emmy either. I didn't agree with that either. I only think she, you could justify it just because she did a lot of crying. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> And I feel like they just, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to take away credit for her Emmy, but I do I am. think that it had a lot to do with I'm here like, to revoke. trying to. I think Emmys and award shows haven't even turned. They haven't even turned into who's the best talent. It's like you have to be politically correct yeah, while doing absolutely. it. When at, yeah. Structurally, when you look at how film is digested and critiqued, it's right. Like, that's what you have to get to the root of. Not, oh, we got to make sure we include people. So, yeah, like, it's, it's performative. It's all performative. It's so performative. This show is performative. They don't give a fuck. Like, actually look at like structurally and institutionally break down why all of these like film association guilds fucking suck. Yeah. And I hate when anything tries to make something to win awards. Like I hate it. Like I see right through. But that Moonlight should have like fucking won though. Oh, Moonlight was so her. good. But I don't think they were trying to win. I don't know. I feel like they they just were making a good ass movie. Good like, ass movie. I don't know. Like that's what I like. I that's the biggest like, blip ever to happen. Like that's worse than Steve uh, Steve Harvey announcing the wrong Miss no, that was, Universe that, that was or whatever. Crazy. That was crazy. That- and I feel bad for my Agon's Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway. Like the original Bonnie and Clyde. Like they did I feel like that was not on them. Like I feel that somebody else made them have that mess up. And I to the sorry for that. La La Land. <laughs> 
and you have that that was so sad to me i was like oh my god not you guys like scapegoating these old ass hollywood icons like what's going on y'all gave them the wrong envelope you told me warren Beatty can't read like what are you talking about right like that's super that's super fucked up in this like yeah no psych it's moonlight <laughs> That was crazy. But why it got to happen to the black people, though? I mean, I know why, but know, why? It was awful. The, okay, the other big Oscar memory that I always will love for forever is when John Travolta was supposed to announce Adina Menzel singing <laughs> the song from Frozen, and he called her Adele Dazeem. That losing my head rent free. <laughs> but can, I be, can you believe that's Tay Diggs' wife, ex-wife? I can, I can and I can't at the same time. <laughs> but it kind of makes sense because I didn't realize how big of a theater head Tay Diggs was. Yeah, well, they met during Rent. That was both of their Broadway debuts, and I love Rent. But it's also, like, honestly, how'd you fall in love with Tay Diggs, like, during Rent? Like, his character was so unlikable. He must have been a good-ass guy. I think he's unlikable. (laughs) Sorry. Anyway. (laughs) That's another episode for another time is our Tay Diggs. Before, we forgot to say Happy Black History Month. Yeah. (laughs) That was first and foremost. Happy Black History Month. And, Yeah. There was something else I wanted to bring up to you, but anyways, like this is just another episode of another reason why I we think Euphoria is not good. Like it's yeah. just like really bad. Like it's super dangerous. It's rough out here. <laughs> um. Okay, I I had a sidebar question. Do you feel like there's an abundance of content now with all these different streaming services? Absolutely, absolutely. I'm like I'm like on total Way overload. Yeah, because I was like literally watching. I have all these different streaming apps that now just equate to cable. So just bring back cable so I can pay one flat fee. That's obviously what's coming. It's so obviously that's what's coming. I hate how we go from this to that. Like, no, I don't, I don't think so. Cause each of these companies on their own generate like, like, I don't know, billions, but it's so true. But it's like, I think that eventually people will get mad. If all of them keep hiking up their prices, eventually people get pissed and then they'll have to like come together. Do you remember that phase in history where everyone was on the internet talking about like, how the government was trying to do something with like net like something i don't remember like it was something about the internet and like everyone was up in arms because they were changing the way that information something oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah i know what was what that about. it was basically like there's always a debate about like how free the internet should be and i think it was oh they're like, gonna hike up internet prices right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yikes major yikes i hate america like on, and I say that I I have to say that while acknowledging my privilege that I think that there are opportunities here that may not be elsewhere and that people come here because they're looking to those are life etc. But I just think that it's very very broken. Yeah. Like to its core. And we could be better, so we should. And be that's better. why bitches are going to the metaverse, really, because this shit sucks. Yeah. Metaverse. <laughs> um. Okay, so today, yeah, it's another episode about colorism. Like I said, I'm really excited to have this conversation with Haley. So I think that first it's important that we address this history because I found a really good paper that was basically saying, like, that basically all of the privileges that were gained for people who were, like, racially ambiguous, biracial, lighter skin, et cetera, they were able to keep that modern day, and that's why some of them have more advantages not like you know what i'm trying to say not total advantage but they I have exactly a few more privileges than people who do not identify within that category because yeah. they don't look the category they're not racially the category etc yeah but it was interesting so i i remember i've been speaking about colorism since i was in high school like and i didn't even know what it was like 
And I've been really passionate about this. And you know, one thing I've noticed too, a lot of people who speak about colorism, they're not even darker skinned researchers, which I mean, I'm not here to yeah, gatekeep, but I mean, it would just be nice. <laughs> <laughs> if. Major T. Right. Um, but yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I think that's true because Okay, I'm going to already got hot right out the gate. I think oh, you Lord. can't deny that we've all been conditioned to, like, think that lighter-skinned people are prettier than darker-skinned people. Literally, I have a study And I, here. I really, like, isn't that, like, a basic fact? No, that's true. I have a study here, because I was going to ask you, do you think white people are aware of colorism? Which the answer is, duh. Yeah. But then I found a study that it was, like... Uh, white interviewers deemed lighter-skinned black people and Hispanic, or, okay, I'm not, I didn't say Hispanics, Latino, Latinx, etc. She's reading an article, everyone. Right, I don't, I don't, that's not me. More intelligent than darker-skinned people who have identical educational achievement, vocabulary scores on political tests, and other factors. And that light-skinned black men with bachelor degrees have a distinct advantage in job application processes over black men who have MBAs, so you don't even have to have the same level of education. Yeah. Yeah. It's All facts. Kind of cray. Like I, I can't. I just. It's hard because I'm trying to gauge how, like, how we should talk, talk about this. Okay, so because, I have some questions for you to set okay, you up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How would you define colorism? It's the inherent privilege and advantage that you have when you walk through the world as a lighter skinned person. And it's also, I'm going to say like, also it's a scale. So like similar to how we talked about like gender and sexuality being like not in a box or not just one thing or another thing like fluid in that way. Like, so is your skin color. So like there's different levels to which like you could be perceived as being darker skin of the world. Like obviously all the way going to like being like completely black and like presenting as like a dark skinned black person. Right. And so how you are viewed and how people see your color impacts the way people see you and so colorism is how you are perceived and also like how you perceive yourself in relation to the people around you who are darker than you if that makes any sense or lighter than you okay like, alice a, walker that's who coined the term that's who coined the term that's she what i'm did. saying she's a queen um she also wrote color purple and yeah. that's on period okay so how do you think it's exhibited in america and globally like mm. it's different everywhere you go like okay, let's 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 just break it down to a couple. With the same La- basic like, Latin America, yeah. Asia, India, Asia, yeah. In the U.S. In the U.S., yeah. So well, race like, is all very different. Like yeah, race is different everywhere. But I but it's also again, it's like the same principles kind of apply. Like I also this also blows my mind sometimes. It's like I think colorism is sometimes more stable across the world than like pure racism is no it totally is yeah it's all about passing like i really think bitches we i'm like let's talk about racism yes but let's really talk about colorism Colorism. because you can identify racially as much as you want but it's what you look like and what people recognize you as within these like really strict racial hierarchies it's really about how you present and how someone perceives you and that even goes back to its inception of slavery Mm mm-hmm no, truly. Like, so that's kind of what we're saying is like, and that's like, that's why colorism is so important. Like, to me, you can't talk about racism without also talking about colorism. Like, they're the same 
And I think in Latin right. America, which is very broad, I understand, but I think it runs fluid all the way out. And you know who taught me this? Anna. She taught me this, which yeah. I then was able to apply it to colorism, but super fuck her, but that's not the point. Um, but she made a good point that British people and Spanish people, Portuguese people, whatever they are, are the same, yeah. who even knows? <laughs> I'm being a dick. But um, British people treated their like they treated enslaved people worse. Like they treated them like they were absolute scum of the earth. Disgusting. And Spanish people, Portuguese people, they want to save these people with Catholicism, which is why it runs rampant. Like wherever you go through Latin America, they want to save them and they turn them into a mixed race group of people, like through their colonization, like their colonization styles were very different, which led to different outcomes of how we view race. Because race is actually very fluid there because it's really based on what you look like. Like the Portuguese. Which is your color. Right. The Portuguese literally had a system that they, up to 16 classifications, of how the, and it was like a brand of your yeah. title, but your and your color was your title, which is where Mulatto comes from. And mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the history of Mulatto. And this just goes to show why Mulatto, the rapper Alyssa, which is her real name, like the fuck. Yeah why it's really problematic it's so problematic and that like, she also, has that name it's offensive to like biracial people and light-skinned people like I, if you because mulatto is like the direct definition yeah. of a sexual violence that happened yeah. to cause somebody's birth which i think that's also something that we really need to break down like why we really need to engage with that because i mean back then it was um it was not like these women wanted to have babies they were being raped by yeah, no and they're enslavers right This whole episode is just going to be me and Leah saying things that, like, we think are common sense, but then also looking at each other that you guys, which no one can see, and us kind of just having that look of, like, well, damn. Like, like, that's, like, like do we even have to say more? But <laughs> we do have to say more. That's Apparently, the thing. Because we do. Because and the other if we set why... this scene, if we set the scene for the history, it'll make more sense why Meghan yeah. Markle's whole existence, it's, like, really, like, I'm, I'm sitting here going, like, I actually now kind of don't feel, I feel bad for them. Part of me is, like, I like convinced it's, you? It's, it's one thing to date a I racist. Leah. <laughs> it's one thing to date a racist, but then it's another thing to say, I'm going to go to the most That's racist institution, family place ever, and go marry one of their grandsons. And, and, then, and then the tea, the tea for me, see, oh, so we're jumping halfway through. We're going to go. We're, we're not going to go into we're it. We're not going to go all the way. Make your point and then we're done. Like, we're going to make this one point. We're not going to get into it because, again, this is our conversation, but I did convince Leah, and I'm very proud of it because basically it's like, how are you gonna like be totally okay with being in that and like gonna go all gung ho all the way through it and then all of a sudden be shocked and surprised turn around at me while me like they're Nazis they're literally (laughs) Nazis they're enslavers they're colonial terrorists (laughs) they still have dominions and colonies throughout the world like and you really thought they're gonna we're gonna let this nigger in our palace saying. (laughs) <laughs> and then how? So, and then again, look at me and Oprah in the face and ask us to help you. No, girl, like you really. And Oprah, and Oprah, I couldn't tell if she was memeing the interview or was she serious because I like think Oprah I literally was it because there's one I literally killed over when she said, "Are you, were you silent? Are you or, or were you silent?" And then that other moment that for me that will always get me, like, to the day I die, is when, like, they kept talking in circles about it, and Oprah deadass just looked them in the eye and go, were you talking about because you're black? Like, is that what you're saying? Like, when Oprah just couldn't take it anymore because they weren't saying it? And I was like, yes, I think they are. Anyways, 
Let's come back to that. Yeah, but... we'll, we'll put it in the pocket. But just saying. <laughs> I just got a winter snow. storm notification because it's supposed to be a winter storm here tomorrow. And I can't tell if it's like a winter storm or like a Texas winter storm. A winter storm. But I don't think it's a winter storm because they're like, it's supposed to be one day of freezing rain. And I'm not saying that that's not a storm. Portland has had its storms. But like, bitch, it was iced over. Like, like yeah. I'm so I'm like, and I wore short, I'm not proud of this, but I did wear shorts out to the car and I felt fine. <laughs> okay. So I'm like, is it really going to be that you're fine. bad? I think you'll be okay. Me too. Um, I need to go to the grocery store, but apparently people are like lining up and so I hate that. I'm like, I hate that. I when just want to go apocalyptic. Like, I just want to get a pasta sauce so I can make dinner tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not cute. Not cute. But anyways, um, what were you saying? No, we're just we we all we to our own disappointment almost got into it about Megan again. No, but we're I am not. glad I did convince you because. Yeah, I, see yeah, now? it's kind of bad. But then I do kind of feel bad because we talk. I, feel bad. I see that I see. We're gonna talk about the nuance because there, there's yeah, a way that I feel totally bad. There's a it's, way that I'm true. like, yeah, there's there, okay. you're kind of dumb. The synopsis of how Leah and I feel about it. If you do want a full episode on this, it would be crazy. So let us know. Like the idea, how we feel is basically that we feel bad for her on a human empathy level, and like no. as people. No, that there's happened. a there's a different reason why I feel bad for her. And we talked about Kaylee, we're yeah. saving this for later. Later. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> You're getting ahead of yourself. Um in your experience, who do you think tends to be like a big perpetrator of colorism? Oh, this like is a like group. gonna be controversial. <laughs> <laughs> like I I know it right out of the gate. If um, you could tell, Haley's more radical than I am. So, I like, I'm not even be. that bad, y'all. I, I have to say, in my experience, and if it could change in life, whatever. But, like, at this moment in time, I feel like black men really perpetuate colorism. I have nothing to say. <laughs> it's not. Oh my, my mom gosh. said, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say it. Because I, I could. It's Black History Month, and I'm not going to slander but I know, other black I don't people. Black, I don't want to slander other black people. But y'all can, say, y'all can and, get it any other even, time of the month. And, and black men are also victims of internalized colorism and, internalized and racism. racism. So it's like, that's also part of it. Is that, So I'm not trying to say that they're at fault for anything, but I am saying they really Stop, 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 stop. I don't want to hear the at fault shit because I'm like. Because a professor really said this to me, and I was just telling Haley about the other. No, I was telling a friend about the other. I was telling my friend about the other day, and it really bothered me. So I took this professor's class, and we learned about this case uh, where this officer shot a black man. His name was Akai Gurley in New York, and the officer was Asian, and basically people want him to get off from the charge because a lot of Asian protesters were saying, you're basically sending him to jail because he's Asian, which is true, but it's not really his fault. He's a mascot for white supremacy. And I was thinking nope. to myself, you have to stop making it seem like yeah. everyone is culpable. Everyone mm-hmm. will take an action to establish themselves so true. as a, as a higher class, a yeah, higher something. People, so like you can't take mentality. away personal responsibility from people and just blame it on white supremacy when it, it was personal actions as well. Like it's, it is so white true. supremacy and like, it's not just an You're isolated right. incident. You're absolutely right. Again, nuance. This whole conversation is called nuance, <laughs> but yeah, so it is, it is their fault, but it's also, I, it's like they were conditioned to think a certain way, but they also haven't done the work themselves to, to not dismantle. And way. I'm not saying the work is easy. Like no one's saying no, it's the not work easy. is easy. It's really hard and it does leave you feeling very lost in a, in a world where you're trying to make sense of things. Yeah. 
but it's but available and it's it. there and you have sometimes you have to take yourself out of the, the comfort zone to become just a little bit more enlightened about other people's experiences Literally. and how white supremacy patriarchy affects everyone differently yeah that's how it goes uh, like Megan Spitsani would do eh uh. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so now we're gonna get something kind of dicey what are your thoughts on the one drop rule garbage <laughs> so okay I'll give more information I okay I'm gonna give it a weird example it's gonna sound like a weird example and I don't so don't take it at face value again nuance but I will say this I when I first learned about how South Africa defines color and defines race it was really interesting to me because how they do they they don't do it the way we do it which is like the one drop rule which is basically essentially if you don't know what that is it's like any part of you that's anything black, to the one thirty second, the one of thirty two. Yeah. If the one of thirty two, if you have any of that part of you black. is black, you are black. Like you are defined as black, right? And how they do in South Africa is it's like a scale. So it's like they literally it's like broken up by tribe, but it's also, for example, they call people that would look like me, like a biracial, light skinned person, like we would be called colored, not black. So it's like a scale. Yikes. 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 So it's triracial. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like they they don't define you, and like they literally, when it was an apartheid state, like you would get different rights, like as being a colored person versus like being a black person. And also, like apartheid happened in the literal nineties, so don't act like what we're talking apartheid? about. Apartheid, like nineteen sixty-two. Th- like, this is why this I think is, like, history from... is so fucked up. Because I'm like, you're really not t- like we don't learn about anything that's actually no. historically important to prevent future things from happening. We learn yeah. about like dumbass shit. Yeah. Like the apartheid is recent. And it's yeah. crazy. Did you take crazy. that philosophy of law class with Buckley? I didn't take it with Buckley. No. Fuck. There's, there's just some things I wish I could have gone back there and said, all <laughs> y'all, shut the fuck up because you're not black. Yeah. Yeah. And I fell for the okie doke. But yeah, <laughs> we, we talked about the, I forgot we went to college together. What a time. What a time. <laughs> we talked about um, the truth and justice reconciliations. And was that a, yeah. an, a nice way to offer justice? No. Because you have to accept sometimes that you can't. Re- you can't make up for things that happened in the past. You can't. No, I mean, there's things you can do to alleviate also, I, I the think current that it, present. Yeah, I think it helped that they acknowledged that it happened because we've never acknowledged that anything happened here. But whatever. That's another conversation for another Okay, day. but then they still didn't, like, it's still fucked up. So no, like, no, no, no. You still igno- needed to, like, fix the economy. But I, ju- I just think reparations that. <laughs> no, they didn't even get reparations. I'm I saying it didn't. Bitch, if they, they was going to reparate me, I don't even know if that's a word, I would be okay. I would complain less. Yeah, I would complain. I would be more quiet. Yeah. I would be like, um, but you know that's what happened in Watchmen, remember? When they all the yeah. black they got those red predations and white people were mad that black people <sighs> We can't take it's done. What's done is done. What's done is done. Uh, <laughs> but so my point is is like I was really surprised to learn that it was more broken up by how you you present like your color or whatever. And and I also get, like, a part of that is that, like, being colored there has to do with, like, you literally are, co- like, you have, like, a biracial parents and, the bi- like, it's, like, the tree's broken up because of rape and all of that. So it's, like, literally, like, a subset of people that look racially ambiguous that are, like, all kind of related to, like, it's a weird thing. But my point is that, like, it's a more open and honest way of, like, saying what it is, which is that, like, colorism is real. Versus, like, right. here, where we just act like we're all black. But we're not all the same type Talk of Talk about it. It's I'm not even saying it, y'all. Like it's really Haley here. 
I'm sorry. It's my fault. No, you need to say it. Like <laughs> it has to be said though. Because and people no, people literally think like when dark skinned people talk about this, it's like, oh you're bitter. Oh you're jealous. No, and I'm they're like just being honest. It's it's in the same and I hate that you have to re- compare it to white people. You but do, it's in though. the same way that we get upset with people of color and white people um creating trans creating doing these transgressions against us, practicing discrimination against us, and we just want them to acknowledge and just understand. It's the same thing that we're asking for, but I think, like, the which, bitch, I'm about to get into the history of the one drop rule, because once I looked it up, I was like, basically, you said triracial, my interest was piqued, because I read this paper that it was saying we need to think about the way that race is shaped in America as triracial and not biracial. No. Because it's not just black and white it's that in between area and that in that in between area is born out of sexual violence yeah but that in between area is there and when and it's it's really all about violence and everyone i i think in slavery experienced some form of sexual violence which is like sometimes when i when i get talk about slavery or enslavement i get really like upset i'm like we don't even know the depths to how awful what happened and we'll never even know and it's just very crazy to think that like we refuse to engage with this and it's like a figment of the american past yeah when it's here every day in our real life as we're talking about truly so it's it's all let's connected. let's talk oh i got some statistics for you bitch and i want to get i want to get your reaction i'm excited so mulatto is actually a racial category on the census and they used to go through and do censuses like by person and actually i looked up at what my family tree on my grandma's side and my um great grandma she was considered mulatto which is really crazy that's crazy um and it's in the census records and everything wow um yeah i was on ancestry.com but (laughs) (laughs) um they and even for people who like were considered mulatto, even if they looked mulatto, they were still able to check that box, and they were actually given those privileges because that's what they looked like. But yeah, we're gonna start when we talk about like the population of who was enslaved. There was a disproportionate manumission. When we talked about our Hamilton episode, manumission is essentially your enslaver choosing to let you go and be free, um, and that created stark differences in, in the color of the enslaved. Um, on the free black population. So, for example, by 1860, 41% of the free Southern blacks were mulatto. In contrast, only about 10% of slaves were mulatto. In the Deep South, over 75% of free blacks were mulatto, and only 9% of slaves were mulatto. So people literally got their freedom based on their skin color and did not have to continue under decades, centuries of abuse. What Did everyone hear that? that? Did everyone hear that? What do you that? think about that? I'm not at all surprised, but it is real I was kind of surprised when I read those statistics because you're thinking about how many how many people, let's do the math, bitch. How people, many people? Okay, but Leah, the mulatto people are the slave owner's kids. Like, that's what's crazy. Well, girl, we're not, we're going to get, <laughs> like, that's what you're thinking about. I want to say so how like, many enslaved people were there in 1860 a lot that was like the peak right they're saying thirty-seven thousand, and i don't believe that for two seconds sorry that just, i'm not even <laughs> gonna engage with that uh source what anyways for the math because they don't want to give proper numbers let's stop acting like they didn't take millions and millions and millions yeah, yeah. stop i don't even want to hear that number shut the fuck up <laughs> what anyways yeah like maybe thirty thousand dead but <laughs> And even 
the more what's you're right so you're talking about let's get back onto fuck that statistic i they need to be reported but (laughs) uh, but you're right these children were born of sexual violence yeah so let's think let's take it to hamilton once again which even proves why hamilton i listened to it i watched him perform it to the obamas on youtube and i was like this is not okay like what the hell so I was like, super, I'm super not watching this shit. And that was just the music. No. Like, fuck that. And you got Joe Biden's sleepy ass next to Obama's like, what's happening? Like, yeah, I, no feel, I feel like in the video you said, even Joe is like, why are they here? Like, like, even part. sleepy Joe is like, I don't think this is right. <laughs> so basically, Thomas Jefferson, who believed in manumission, or no, he didn't. Gradual no. release. Gradual. Hamilton did. Jefferson was a full ass slave owner. <laughs> no, he believed, but he believed in gradual release. Like, oh, he so, did. Good for some, him, kinda. <laughs> some dumb shit. Like, but he still had like six hundred slaves, six hundred people, souls, people, crazy human beings, everyone, La- right. real life people. So he eventually let Sally Hemings go, and he let all of their biracial kids go. Like, he just let them go. And some actually pretended to pass as white. I, I really wanted to watch Passing before I got here, but... I know, me too. I'm just not in the emotional it. state to watch some shit. Like, it would be really true. I'll be, I'll be so pissed. I'm going to have to, like, get up and pace around. When I <laughs> when I start ferociously texting you, that's how you know I started watching it. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, he actually let his biracial kids go, mulatto kids go. But that's my thing. Like, when I think about weighing these issues, I think first and foremost, like, two things can be true and, and need to be explored is historically looking at the pain in the sexual history of the creation of kids who are mulatto biracial back then mulatto and having that mixed ancestry built out of sexual violence. Yeah. And I think it's very odd historically, like how even to this day, the, the way in which biracial multiracial people identify it's like one of the most guarded watch things like it's not supposed to exist and when you i really thought about this i know this sounds very conspiracy conspiratorial whatever the word is that um i think that you know how you they talk about this white fear people who are afraid of the power that white people are going to lose as we go mm-hmm. through and it's because people are having interracial children yeah. biracial children and they're scared like their That's kids are slowly not why. starting to look like them and by like 2030 or like some near year 2040 or whatever white people will not be the minority in the u.s and it's because no a lot of people are having biracial multiracial children which there is nothing wrong with it but we're built in a system where it is fundamentally okay. wrong what's his problem the, the biggest problem with all of it is that basically like there's always been this type of debate thing, whatever, that's like, oh, well, you know, more racially ambiguous kids are coming, like all the stuff. And like that will, quote, like end racism, which is like not true not at true. all. It's literally the opposite. <laughs> like the more racially ambiguous people come, it just And they don't just fall within the, the, the racial lines are so strict. Right. The racial lines are so strict. And yeah. like, and what's crazy is they actually thought about this. So. As they as the Reconstruction era happened and we were exiting into Jim Crow, black like white people saw kind of the power that mulatto people had because they had the best businesses, they had political jobs, like they had access to yeah. pretty much us, and they had access to wealth either because their enslaver gave them money, they were able to pass as white, marry into a rich family, like they were able to yeah. amass money based on their appearance, and they started to take some of the privileges that white people have. So they were like, "Fuck that noise! We gonna give you the one drop rule. Yeah. So if we even find out that you black, it's over for you. Like yeah. seriously." That's and when then you they, get like the fucked up pencil test. 
and the paper bag test and oh. all these things. Well, that that, uh, that came from a lot of people. They it, that, that, That's not the point. It, I mean, the point is it's all gross. It's all gross, right. <laughs> um, and they hardened those racial lines. Yeah. And then they then took out the mulatto category from the census. So it's like, okay, you have to identify as black. You're black now. And that's where we get this. We're all black, but we're not, ex- we're not examining within history that the, history, historically it's a tri-racial, it's a tri-racial system, system is, and, and what to identify as, especially if you're looking at how mulatto people are actually able to act freed or be freed based on their skin tone. So that means you're not even, you're not enduring no. the worst violence that there could ever be. And they had larger families, like it's kind of crazy. And then the paper, which the paper then just talks about how from each generation to each generation from Jim Crow, they kind of married within the family. Lighter skinned people only married lighter skinned people, so the wealth stayed within the family. If you think about like what is it called in DC? Is it the town is it is it the talented tenth in DC or is it just a whole black thing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. But there was like an upper class of people in DC, and I took an urban education class. And if you looked at the class, there was no dark skinned people who were receiving yeah. great educations. Which I'm going to sidebar here. I want to talk about colorism within higher education as well, because I think that we were direct yeah. witnesses to that. Yeah. What were your thoughts on that? And kind of like the, there were black people, yes. Okay, here's what I'm going to say. And we can even do this, like, this will be good, because I think we'll agree so it'll be fast. <laughs> like, here's the thing. Um, in, like, the space of a PWI, like, it's really, truly is very much, like, that kind of biracial mentality, because, like, you're so few in numbers compared to, like, the white students on campus, right? So, like, very quickly, as you enter a PWI, like, you understand within the space, like, as a biracial person, like, I am black, those people are white. I don't fit in with those people, like, therefore I am black, right? The only problem is that, like, in a space where you're talking about race and racism and anti-blackness, like, there's a tendency of people that are biracial present as light-skinned to take up a lot of space, and that space is, like, really given to them by professors, which basically means... You're shaking the table! <laughs> I'm gonna get kicked out of my own racial group. They're just gonna like throw me out. <laughs> but, like, I'm not, and keep in mind, I did not co sign one thing. I'm not, you should see no, my she, face. I'm like, gas, <laughs> she's saying this right. <laughs> she's shook to the core. And like, the biggest problem with all of this is that biracial people do not experience anti blackness in the way that dark skinned people do. And when there's one or two dark skinned people in a classroom and seven to ten light-skinned people in a classroom and all the light-skinned people are like sucking up all the air like you're not hearing the perspective of like how so i just so it definitely exists and it's there and again it's like we just need to get to a place where people that are light-skinned can acknowledge the colors and like the privilege that they have in a way that's actually genuine because i also think and we can get into this later too but like i think that there's a tendency right now for light-skinned people to address colorism in a way that white people address racism which is like oh it's there it's present girl yeah like true yeah that way that way <laughs> like as i was said something so shady i'm not gonna say Haley that. shaking the table <laughs> not gonna say what i was gonna say i, I just never gonna... thought that i i never thought you'd having this conversation in a public platform only because it's actually very controversial because i think how it may come off is like we're gate 
keeping blackness and we're literally i, I, I literally want to be just, the opposite I'm we're just discussing the, we're just discussing the history of what different people again, went through okay. based on their color and we're gonna say it again as the disclaimer all of this has to do with white supremacy white supremacy is obviously like the worst thing in the whole wide world colorism is a symptom of white supremacy that's so, like that's the blanket statement over all this and i also again we're all culpable in some way but it's but we just need to be able to get to the point where we can have like a real conversation about colorism because colorism is a part of racism whether we like it or not and it's just the truth that like light-skinned people walk through the world a certain way everybody walks in life through a certain way based on their positionality and all we're asking is that you step outside of how you walk to look at somebody else's walk that's it and I also don't want well, to acknowledge the fact that some it, people who are light skinned like really have like a hard time like going through that and have really traumatic experiences like trying to work through. And so like that I'll acknowledge like my privilege and that like I never had that battle through life. Like I didn't really ever feel a sense of like not belonging or in between. Like that's not how I felt. Like I feel like for whatever reason I was able to understand my positionality pretty quickly in life. Like I just got it. <laughs> But like I understand that like that's she not said how the it girls is. that get it get it and the girls that don't <laughs> no, don't. No, that's true, and I want to understand more. So maybe I almost wish like we could have like a third person here who like doesn't get it as much. Okay, I didn't say that, y'all. So that's what Haley said. No, I just don't. Wanna, no because I don't get it. So like I want to understand more because I want to know how to like make it better. But I my don't thing have... too is I was talking to my friend and she's like, would you like want to talk to someone? And it's hard for me to also discern the difference between biracial and lighter skin because they become yeah, so synonymous. With one another, and that, like, for example, someone was having an argument on Twitter about Zendaya and Storm Reed both being biracial, and someone was like, Storm Reed's not biracial, both her parents are black, and I was like, I can't even engage, like, I don't even know how to come at, like, <laughs> so that's why, I, that's why I always just say lighter skin and or biracial, yeah, because yeah. if you're lighter skin, you can be perceived as biracial, and if you really wanted to, you could pass as biracial, if you, you wanted to, so, and that's the whole thing, too, about passing, and there's also if some you wanted to, you could, that have, like, two parents that are black, that appear lighter skinned than biracial people. So it's like a weird thing. So it it's all what you could appear to be, honestly. Right. It's like all what you could pass as being to gain more privileges in the world. I'm not yeah. saying that you would necessarily choose that or that's your path or that's your journey, but it's the could be while other people can never pass. Like and will never, will, no matter what you identify as and what you're trying to identify as, you will never pass as someone who's black unless you're Rachel Dolezal. Yeah. I, I also, like, again, I hate it how we have to equate it to different things, like, make it make more sense. But the only thing I could think of to try to compare it to is it's, like, the way how some people are Latinx, like, that's their heritage, that's where they come from, but, like, they present as white. And so there's, like, the whole conversation about how it's not just about how you feel on the inside or who you are, like, it's how you look who on you inside. are, it's how people Perceive look at you. you. Like, it's, right. and that's how, that's what colorism is more so about. Like, and it's, that's a it's, symptom it's of white supremacy you. right. because you're looking for a white, system institution to give you privileges based on how they perceive you to be yeah 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 yeah. so it's, it's not that like you feel some type of way about x y and z it's literally that just like whether you know it or not like people look at you and see one thing that you don't and they will reward you based right. on and right. they will reward you based on what you see because capitalism the u.s everything and really everything in life now is based on reward how you will get rewarded when you yeah. can, you um what's that word Conform. You'll be rewarded yeah. when you conform to white supremacy, like to white supremacist standards. You'll you'll gain monetary reward, lifespan, anything. Yeah, it's crazy. So th- that's where we're coming from. 
Oh, also, I'm not perfect. I'm sure I've like done Nobody's shit perfect. that's up. Like, I, I know that. I, like, totally. Like, I I know I make mistakes or whatever. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has a mistake. <laughs> Why am I gonna hear Montana? Because <laughs> it's perfect. It's exactly what we need in this moment. But like, but I think I really try genuinely to like with the whatever space I have, like shine light on dark-skinned people like and voices I, I, and voices and, and in like, any try space to that i'm them. in i really try to learn like i'll be asking people questions yeah. because i'll be wanting to know like tell me so i can understand i don't want to be an igmo walking through the world but in the same breath too i've had this conversation where it's like i no longer want to engage with people who are not on topics like this like we, yeah. we can shoot this shit but on topics like this that are deeply personal and i understand because it's a lived experience with people who don't share a similar lived experience or refuse to engage and dismantle because it's like i'm having to teach you and justify basically yeah. my existence and my point in my experience and i don't care to do that like i don't know what to tell you like you won't get that t- conversation with me you won't get that energy and that's what i'm having to learn not every conversation is for everybody no that's so true yeah. Because, like, you've, haven't you had those conversations where you're basically justifying your existence to somebody because they just don't understand? That's awful. It's, it's, uh, what's that word? Where it, like, takes away your humanity? Dehumanizing. Thanks. <laughs> I was gonna fuck that word up so bad. I just love that you, like, kind of gave me the word, and then I was like, I oh. knew what the word was, I just didn't know how to say it. It's dehumanizing. I was gonna fuck there that is. word up so bad. <laughs> Thank you for it's dehumanizing like it really is yeah it's not right it's not right girl i lucky feel like we kind of wrote a thesis we really did um but i think that that really sets the ground oh but before we exit let's get some conclusion points i think in conclusion we've discussed that two things can be very true what it means to be mulatto like like we said i don't lighter skin and biracial are synonymous so i don't i'm just gonna say lighter skin because i don't yeah, I don't yeah, know, yeah. like, it, it, it's a conundrum. And just, like, race is so bullshit, but it's like, what the fuck ever. Um, Lighter-skinned people, or I'm going to say biracial people. Biracial people, historically, have a lot to grapple with in terms of your existence being one of sexual violence. Mm-hmm. And that is really hard to grapple with. You're a direct effect of, you know, one of the most horrible things that happened during enslavement. Um, and that's really interesting. And that's that's one thing that... I can imagine what that's like. I understand that's something that's really hard. And also, finding your existence in a space where race is binary and no one wants to talk about kind of this middle ground of people who identify within both being black and white, that might that must be something that's really, you know, hard. But in the same breath, because two things can be true, we have to acknowledge the privileges given to some based on that identity that leaves others feeling more of the brunt of, you said, the anti-blackness than you may. Yep. <laughs> right. Because we we're always talking about how blackness is not a monolith. Well, color is not a monolith either. And we nope. kind of have to, un- di- like, break down that discrepancy as well. Right. Because, again, like, trying to give an opposite example, you could be really dark-skinned person and also be biracial and not experience the world as a biracial person. So, like, that's right. why you have to talk about color that part and i think also it does it it also you can clearly in this conversation hear how it's a symptom a direct correlation of white supremacy and racism uh because it's all about how the systems 
which benefit others more benefit others more than black people i would say is based you get reward based on your color and how you yep. can perceive your how people perceive you to look again That's that crazy. part being closer similar to white european standards and that's on period. Like, I think we gave the girls a, a, a great historical yeah, breakdown of like color. Yeah, that's, like, a well. really good, like, entry point. But I was up here reading read. One thing I miss about school is, like, the the databases to read articles I know, and stuff. like, the I'm articles. Like, fuck, like, I'd be really wanting to I'm, read I miss stuff a reading list. Have... Like, I miss when I just had some things that I had to read. Right, and I'd be wanting <laughs> to read the research. Cause they had so many, like, cool words. Like, I was like, what? Like, I need to understand this. But anyways, so now we're going to talk about a few we're translating to give you the history because now I want to talk about pop culture and how that's all the yeah. same. So before we jump into Meghan Markle, what are your thoughts on Rihanna ASAP? Oh yeah, we didn't talk about that. Um, it, bo- it bothers me. And, and it's not because I'm like, I, it's like, okay, celebrity. The reason it bothers me is because she has a beauty brand that is centered in all black is beautiful. Every color is beautiful, but she's having a baby with a colorist who has said that darker skin women he should not wear lipstick colorist. and who I has said, fuck super problematic. Right. And he said, fuck I, black lives matter. He said, he's in Soho and Beverly Hills. Like absolutely that's in direct that. opposition to her, br- like everything that I she stands totally on. I totally forgot about that. Right? I I like, what do you mean? Truly didn't remember that. Oh my God. Yeah. He's awful. <laughs> I'm like, I get you love who you love, but also it kind of makes me get you sideways. I'm like, your brand centers on, but if you're chosen, do it fucking matter? That I'm rereading everything he said about that. Answer the question. If you're chosen, does it matter? No, it really doesn't. No, it doesn't. Yeah. And he said, fuck Black Lives Matter. And then got his ass arrested in Sweden. Huh? Huh? <laughs> and then had totally president, pre- had Trump tweeting back talking about uh i just spoke to asap rocky blah blah he's out of jail get home asap like we're doomed like not our president tweeting that everyone if you didn't remember that asap rocky's a colorist like me google it because it's wild read and then read what he said when he said when he totally gaslit black women and he said black girls you know how sensitive they are i come from a black home so i know how sensitive black women can be wow okay cancel his ass everyone that's who you need to be canceling he's kind of low-key being canceled except for the art bros who don't give a fuck about anybody okay good okay good as long as he's canceled Rihanna, everyone on him? The, everyone on the internet's like Oof. <laughs> um okay i i want to play a game now are they talented or are they light-skinned well i didn't want to call it that. i was thinking of something that's no. socially acceptable <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's not right. I don't mean what I just said. I'm everyone sounds because part of me way. is like, I guess I'm kind of sensitive to talk about it because I, I already know it's gonna step on somebody's toes. And I don't, don't want to make people mad. I don't want to. Ma- I, I don't really wanna don't want to make people. I mad. don't want to <laughs> engage in argument. I don't want to engage in arguing. I don't want to engage in that. So I'm really trying to be really PC right now because I'm like, okay, oh, then let's like, be PC about it. Let's be PC about it because I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Is that either. bad? But I'm like. Fuck it, whatever. Never mind, just uh, say the names and then we'll just talk about it. We're not going to, we won't like be that direct about it. We'll just talk about it then. Just, we'll, we'll talk about it and we'll sandwich. That's okay. This is why we're talk taming. It. It'll be fine. Let's just do it. Let's and then get we'll, into it. Sweetie. We'll recover. Sweetie? Yeah, um, is she talented? Or is she socially acceptable? I think she's kind of socially acceptable. Kind of? No, totally. She's okay. talentless. Yeah. Not. I'm not into it myself. Mulatto. I don't by the name alone by default is out for me. <laughs> Tanache. I actually like Tanache. So Zendaya. 
Um, again, as we say every time, I want Zendaya to prove herself to me. I want to, I want to ride so hard for Zendaya, but I, I need her to, like, be in a real drama that has, like, a beginning, a middle, and an end. Not a Malcolm and Marie that's, like, totally chaotic with that. Like, it was, immediate, it was Sam, in media Reyes. Do something that Sam Levinson hasn't written, and right. then we'll talk about it. <laughs> that part. Uh, Doja Cat. I think Doja Ta- Cat's talented. She's talented. I'm like, here's my thing. I have no problem saying with someone is just talented. Yeah. If you're garbage, though, you're garbage. If you're garbage, uh, garbage. Storm Reed. Very talented. Really? You think so? I think so, because she's, like, really young. So, like, imagine what right. she could do when she's Zendaya's age. <laughs> that was shady. Shady, huh? that shady, because Zendaya and her probably start the same age. <laughs> <laughs> you're so right. I didn't even think about that. That's that really is sh- super, true. It's super true. But Storm Reed carried Wrinkle in Time. She was good in that. Stop. I'm trying to think of other people. And I... She made me cry, actually. When I watched her in time, that made me cry. But then in hindsight, I oh. cried for like a dumbass reason. So, like, Danny I Lay. Get into it. Mm. Danny Lay. You uh, know who she is? Yeah, I do, but I'm trying to think of how my decision not. She's Dominican. Yeah. I, I'm actually going to say not for me. No, just a no in general. <laughs> this is a no. <laughs> uh, I ran out of names. I can't think of any else. That's what I, I that was a pretty good list, head. though. I feel like we that was good. That's pretty current, but that's modern. Yeah, that's like uh, with the times. Who else? I don't know any other. Alicia rappers. Keys is talented. Alicia Keys is talented. Sorry. Teenage Love Affair. And Fallen is like still a bop and a classic. Alicia Keys, fire. Try sleeping with a broken heart. Well, you should try sleeping oh. in my bed. Oh, that's such a good song. That whole album was so good. Also, her last album was really good. It was really like art housey and cool and weird. So and I really tonight. Liked it. I'm gonna find a way to make it without you tonight. Put it in a love song with Beyonce. Yeah, put it here. in a love song. Put it in a love. Save it. Ah! <laughs> Alicia Keys is talented. Don't. Yeah, Alicia fucking... Keys is talented. No, don't take. But that can I be honest? I feel like the standards for back then are kind of different than today. Like they are because like she had to write all that. Like she wrote all those music. Like like she was a writer, a an artiste. It was just a different yeah. time. Yeah, so... It was the time of the, like, TLR, so it was, like, just different. We played our little game. I have... What's one more thing? Uh, okay, now let's get to Miss... Uh, the Miss the Duchess of Sussex. Miss Markle. The Duchess... Call her by her name. Duchess. She's the Duchess. Is she still if, that? If, if I went through all of that, bitch, you would is be calling me the that? Duchess. But is she still that? Nah, I think they relinquished their titles. That's what I'm saying. But if it were me and I went through all I that, know. you would be would calling me the Duchess. I wouldn't have left. I would have left. <laughs> I know myself. And you know how I know that? And you could say, like, well, Haley, how could you say that? You don't know what was like in her positionality. Well, I went to college. Okay. I went to college and I'm going where I'm going. And I know I can handle she it. She went to Oxford. Now she's going to Cambridge. That's what she wanted to say. She so, she said that I am smart, darling. I'm not even that I'm smart, but it's just like, if I can survive, I can survive. Like,. <laughs> But I do think, too, that is a part of the privilege, because Haley... It is. I, it is. You know. It totally is. And I'm also darker than Megan. So, like, I'm lighter than... Way lighter than I thought than you were talking about somebody else. I was like... Oh. I was no. Like, I'm getting into that. Jesus. 
not touching it with a type of wall. I do need Jesus, but Jesus is problematic. <laughs> Whatever. That's another discussion for another time. We're not talking about religion. Like, not today. It's not a today. This, is, this just turns into the most controversial episode ever. <laughs> yeah, like, on everything. Let's just focus on one thing at a time. <laughs> one thing that could get us canceled at a time. Um, I I hope y'all don't cancel me. Like, yeah, I'm please not, don't cancel I'm not us. Trying to like, hurt we're not trying feelings. to be mean. I swear. I like, we're trying to be so politically correct about this. I swear to. I God. think that I was on my best behavior. You really were. It was me. I was causing more shit. But I'm trying not to. But no, I think I'm it's important. Out of a place of love. And okay, no, I okay. think it's important that you have that conversation because you identify within. Yeah, that group and of I and I'm gonna also I'll, before we even get into this making a discussion because I know that this is like extremely controversial. Like, if, I don't if think thought, what we're saying is controversial. I really. But don't. I think it is. I think it is because I think people like really feel sorry for her and like as I should. So I, I think don't, that, Haley. I know. I don't. What we said prior is more controversial. Than what we're about to say. What we're about to say is common fucking sense. I, I don't think. think it is no it really and and it's not gonna hurt anybody's feelings if we say i think it is i think i really because nobody gives a fuck about them like regular black people are like or regular people are like okay and like i got bills to pay true but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. I but, really okay, don't think but, but but okay. I, but again, to just be like honest and real, I'm only trying to say all of this because, like, as someone who identifies in this way, it does take a lot of work to get to this point, and it does. It's like it's a hard journey. Like, and some people's journeys are harder than others, just based on like a variety of factors. We're all raised. And it's hard to have a racial like awakening. Like you know, and that also like goes like through all colors like everyone has to like get to my racial awakening like like, was a gut punch it's like i knew my race but then i realized all the pain that was associated with and i was like this is some it's hard so it's really hard to work through but it's important to work through because obviously it's because it all comes from white supremacy that we have to get through all of this because like we'll never be able to take it all down white supremacy patriarchy all yeah, shit. patriarchy, all of it. Like, because don't even get me started on how much colorism is associated with like feminism and being a womanist and all that. But whatever. Girl, uh, we didn't even we didn't, who we didn't even go going there. deeper than we didn't we're even supposed go there. to go. We, like, we didn't even go there. But the point is, it's like I get that this is all really hard and complicated, and I'm saying this from a place of love because like I want what's best for like all of and us. I think, like I since think we are easy stuck ideas. in this one drop rule, like right. let's we I gotta make the best of it. I think they're easy ideas. I think that it's just hard, like, when we ask, like, white people to reckon with white supremacy, racism, they don't want to do it. Like, it's right. painful. It makes them, like, be like, oh, like, that's bad. I don't yeah. want to engage. I think a lot of people are like that, where you don't want to look at how your actions could have directly harmed somebody, because exactly. you may not even have meant to do it. But no, the way that the system I is built. I think most of the time you don't, especially when we're talking about colors. And like, I think there's some really of, evil bitches out there who there need are, Jesus. There are. For and real, like, for real. And you, and you all, re- you guys do need to go to the church. I don't care how problematic he is. <laughs> <laughs> You need to you go see. Go. You need to go seek some higher help. That's what she's saying, <laughs> regardless of the religion. Regardless, like you just need to go and get out there. But like, there are, I think, a lot of people who it's just like one day you stumble into it and you figure out that like, it is a journey that you have to go through. And so like we're just it's a lot of empathy to, and like, understanding help you get there. And also to say that like if you thought of these things, if you are darker skin, you've thought of this. Like you're not alone, and like people do see it and people do recognize it. And your trauma is important to be acknowledged and all of that. So it's like. It's just a conversation, okay? Nobody get in their feelings about it. We're just saying things. And you may agree or disagree, but I really try to keep most of my shit to statistics. Like, when I do a lot of these podcasts, I really do try to, and I'll put my sources in my... Yeah. 
but I really do try to stick to the sources so you guys can know I'm like or so y'all can know I'm really not making this shit up I'm really trying to come to you like this is studied this is factual and I hate that I have to do that but some bitches really don't understand till you say like read this like people are studying this and engaging with this because you know live I think lived experiences aren't enough no, because not it's not validated by it's not validated stuff. by academia so it's kind of like don't nobody give a fuck when yeah. i think lived experiences are what we should be learning from absolutely lived experiences matter anyways back to fucking uh the duchess of sussex um the duchess herself what we're about to say and this this was said i feel part of me doesn't feel bad because i'm just like for someone who has been perceived to be an activist and who really cares about the human rights of people it's very strange to me that you didn't know what you were entering into in terms of like this is the hub of colonization and slavery and you think you're gonna marry as a the original patriarchy she knows that she's she's a black mother she knows she is married like you said the original patriarchy uh monarchy and you're marrying into that and you didn't think like you're about to marry their like their grandson did you really like the country's grandson did you really not think that there would be backlash like did you think and then what we discussed last time in the same breath i feel bad because maybe she thought that she would be the exception because she was more palatable of a black person that they wouldn't be upset but then that's also why i don't feel bad at the same time i feel bad that she thought that's why I feel bad at not that oh, that's okay. the, the truth. I no, feel I get bad I that she saying. thought that that would be because, enough. Okay, and, it wasn't. and, and, and now she's getting treated like a fucking nigger. This and now she's like, oh, I need to leave. Because it's like this is this gets at the also the heart of what we're saying. Like, and I and I also feel this way. Like, it makes me sad. Like when people that are biracial or lighter skinned don't know them not themselves because like obviously you know your heart and your soul, but like don't know how you're perceived in the world. Like that is sad, and it's like it's hard to see someone who's kind of struggling through that. Like, I do have a lot of empathy for that. And, like, I think that, like, that is, like, what she gives across at the moment is, like, a person who is, like, for the first time really grappling with, like... How severe it can be. Right. With, like, racism and colors but and then, how it works. And on the other hand, I don't You're really so feel right. bad for her because, like, <laughs> this is another nuance. I guess there's just so many sides to the same coin. There is. There is. But another reason I don't feel bad for her, she was, like, going on these tours to these colonies. Absolutely. And I'm like, that's really what problematic. What I said to Leah when we had our two-hour-long pre-podcast about this last week after we recorded the other podcast is basically we had this whole talk where I was saying my whole problem with the whole thing is that she absolutely went in thinking that she would be treated as like a passing person like as someone who was just gonna get through it more, and be fine. or even more palatable like right more you're palatable. not you don't look like black super black to to rock the boat too much like, right I think exactly she, and i also think that she thought she would get some benefit from being perceived as black like i think she thought she would be kind of tokenized i hate that word that part but i think that she thought she would be tokenized but she didn't understand how much racism right she doesn't realize how much racism runs rampant right it's the home of from the uk like and it's the monarchy like they have nazis (laughs) they have people who have witnessed the holocaust people who have colonized india yeah and been so awful what does she think so so that's the u.s like what the fuck the indigenous what does she think so so she i think entered thinking it was going to be that part but can i be honest isn't she from canada but she grew up in la but she went to a private school in la but she grew i'm i've I've gone to school in canada and bitches don't have a racial under uh, racial understanding there i'm serious i'm not kidding i I I actually absolutely believe that like that doesn't surprise me at all but um (laughs) so i think that she thought that and so my problem is that I don't think at all that she would have left if she didn't 
personally experienced like racialized trauma, which is problematic to me because it's like so this bitch grew up at fucking. Al- she was born in L.A. No excuse. <laughs> no excuse. None. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you, like that's that's why I was so uh, But she did live in like. Uh, the Black Beverly Hills domesticated paradise. That's what I thought. Like, she grew up in, like, suburb town. Palm but trees. I grew up in the suburbs. So that's why I the don't have blue. much patience for that. It's because, like, I grew up in, like, white town. Like, I grew up in suburbs white people. No, but it's not, it's not like a, a white suburb. It's a black suburb. So it's full of black successful people. And that's different. That's so different. So it's not like living in a white suburb. Not at all. It's, like, black people who are middle class. She, so she grew up in, like, class. Black Beverly Hills. That's what it said. Yeah, peripheral. Precisely. Wow. At least that's what Google says for the people who grew up in the Black Beverly Hills. I don't know. It says Canoga Park. I don't know what Canoga Park is. Um, I should ask Kennedy. Canoga Park. Okay, honestly, then this is what I want. I want Megan Markle to write me a book on her life. Like, I want her autobiography. She's coming. I want all the tea. Okay, maybe Canoga Park is not the Black Beverly Hills. It's in. Oh, it's not. It's like in L.A., but it's not in L.A. This is fascinating. It's in the it's in the valley, I think. Where's this documentary? Girl, it was so crazy how Hall- Hallmark did a movie of her and they just got engaged, and I'm like, y'all are fucking weirdos. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't feel bad. I mean, I don't feel bad for Meghan Markle, and I I feel like I don't know. Maybe oh, she. Oh, let's tie. Wait, let me tie it back. Let me tie it all together. Let me tie it all together. So, so my point about it is, it's like, so she would have been okay with it. She would have been okay with the colonization. She would have been okay with the patriarchy of it all. Like she would have been fine with it. Had and they not been racist. Th- had they not been racist to her. And the reason why that is tied into colorism and it affects her is because it's because of her lighter skinned color that even that thought was imaginable. Like, right, like so, I would know walking she's in on there, the like of that. these niggas is not gonna like me, and I'm not gonna like them. But what's crazy? But I'm gonna be the Duchess of Sussex. So that motherfucking part, <laughs> that part, that part. <laughs> like I, I think, uh, and I also think maybe she didn't have as tough, because I think being racially ambiguous over here. I mean, while it's not great, it is kind of token. Like it's kind of like everyone's kind of into the racial ambiguous if space really right now. It, but in the UK. Race is bad, bad. Like, in America, it's, like, a little bit more in your face. Like, they're going to call you some niggers. Like, they're going to be kind of rude. But over there, it's very passive-aggressive. It is. It's very – it's, like, you think it's institutional. Here, it's, like, secretly baked into every part of their institution interaction, even, like, all the way to their, like – isn't BBC state-owned? I think it is. Like, even that shit, like, in the programming – so it's like kind of and it's also i think it's internalized differently because they if you think like we don't talk about race enough they really do not talk about race like it's not it's not discussed so like because it's not discussed it's hella embedded so you want to talk about it's not so you want to talk about race why i'm no longer talking about race to white people oh wow by renee edelodge is based she's from the uk oh interesting okay i would love to read that yeah um yeah, it's just it's different over there. It's different. So maybe she didn't understand how bad the backlash was gonna be because over here she thought, well, it's just like Michelle Obama being the first lady. Yeah. But it's weird to me that she wouldn't think about that. I just think that's weird. And I think some pe- sometimes you don't have to think about that. That's the problem. And then again, we're back at colorism. Right. There's sometimes you don't have to have those thoughts like. 
yeah, I couldn't imagine walking into the royal family like, t- welcome me in. <laughs> she also said in the interview, and this like minute one like rubbed me the wrong way. Was when she said that she didn't look anything up about the royal family, like when she started dating Harry. And so I was did like, she not care? Does she not care that even Canada is it where she had previously lived was a dominion of the UK? Like them niggas is everywhere. I don't know. That's what I don't understand. So and so here's what I was saying to Leah is like I don't want to believe that's true. Like I would like to think that she did more research, and I don't understand why she wouldn't be like honest about that. Like I don't know. So it's all it's all just weird. So, part of me thinks like um like i think she thought she wouldn't get as much sympathy if she like didn't seem blindsided by it like i think she was worried that like she'd get backlash for saying she thought she would be okay because right. i think that implicates like well, her even in the interview more. she didn't really want to talk about race like you said she no. didn't want to talk about race no she did not so and harry was saying shit that was like yeah, harry okay, was harry, like girl see, i thought we said that this was about your race like you seem to get it and did harry bring up the fact that the dad yeah. asked what color the baby was gonna be like yeah. the baby's yeah, gonna I, I be white he didn't, he didn't say which person it was but, but like, he says if my he asked me, it was for sure philip because if you watch the crown anybody can i be honest with you i don't even up. think he was alive or talking i think it was the daddy charles or william no, was he Phillip. was alive. Philip was for sure. But alive. he was frail and on the he was on he the was edge, frail, on the brink, Phil- on Phillip, the de- on brink of death. But I think Philip could ask a question because Philip. You know, I think it was the dad, or I think it was uh, William. You really think it was the dad or William? I don't know because I don't really imagine him interacting with his grandfather very much outside of his brother and. But his Philip dad. Has his nose, had his nose kind of in any. He was on the brink really of death, annoying. Haley. I don't think so. Like in the Crown, yes. Even two the, years ago. You think he was Girl, yes, uh, he was looking crazy as fuck. Yes, he did look bad. The only per, what if it was the queen, Loki? He wouldn't out his grandma like that. That's the only other person could be because they actually talk. He also says how they talk. Yeah, he he does talk to the queen. Oh, actually, I don't know why I, I know so much. I don't know why I know so much about this royal family because I really think abolish the monarchy personally and truly. Yeah, you but, should watch a crown Leo. You'd like it. I'm going to recruit Leah. I try, but I'm not into it. It's seeing hella slow. And also, like, no, I don't care enough about them. Like, I know what you're about. Why do I want to watch a TV show? Because that's just just major drama. I don't need to watch white supremacist drama and watch a Nazi's It's major white supremacist drama. I don't need to watch that. But it does just, like, if you you don't know how bad, like, the British monarchy is. I know it's bad, sis. I know I'm telling the people, but like if you guys like think we're making things up or like lying, or if you think like the Nazi stuff is all conspiratorial, like it's like absolutely not. But like, it's if, actually not if you just look at the timeline yeah, it's of like, people's a, birth it's, dates. It's literally not, and like there's so much. Like there's literally pictures of Queen Elizabeth's uncle who was the King of England before he abdicated, like standing next to Hitler. Like it's not pretend. Disaster. Disaster. <laughs> so I'm just saying, does she really think? An institution that ha- is that old that has so much baked white supremacy, like anti-Semitism, anti-Semitism, yeah. baked into it. Does she really think you're c- compared to what is she? She's half black. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But she's not even like a like she's not even like no, she's half black. She's not. Were you black to them? And they probably asked that because they thought her mom's color was going to come out. You see how people want to be racist. You see? You see how it is? Like that's and best. she just. <laughs> And she just didn't think that was going to happen? Maybe she... And again... I don't know, girl. I'm perplexed. All I know is if I were there, I would still be the Duchess of... Duke and Duchess of Sussex. And she took her kids out of line. Like, they're eighth and seventh in line. Yeah. 
Well, they were. Anymore. It with names like Archie and Lilibet, they need to be in line. I think they're gonna get back in line. I, t- I said this to Leah. I said I said I guarantee that when um like the Queen dies and Charles dies and William's the head and like they're old enough to make their own decisions, I guarantee Miss Lilibet. What if and William Mr. never? Archie, what if what if William ever never makes it and Charles like lives to be like Queen Elizabeth age? I don't think he will. Charles had too sad of a life. I don't think he could make it. Hey, Camila ain't never going to be fucking queen. Poor Camila. By the way, just got to that section of the crown. Did not know shit about that. I had no she idea. Was a ho- she was, I hate to, I'm not slushing, but she was a hoe. No, but here's the thing. It was crazy. I didn't know he dated her before he met Diana. And the family is the one who sent, who made her marry that other guy. Yeah, that's true. So if you guys don't know how effed up that family is. And you're like shocked that they kicked you their own family shocked. out. It's like succession. It's like, it's like succession, why, but so, monarchy version. And see, that's the thing you get. So like when she's saying she didn't know any of this and she's shocked, like this is like common knowledge. Like it's on Netflix common knowledge. Okay. But so, like, really bitch, like I'm not, if I'm married to Royal Family, I'm not about to watch Crown as my historical reference. I'm not, but she said she didn't even Google it. But I'm not about to watch Crown as my historical reference. Like, that's not going to help. And to be honest, I really don't think she gave a fuck. I think she was like, I'm about to marry the the Prince of England. I just could never. Couldn't be me. You could never. <laughs> I could never. But she could, and she did. And now her ass is crying on Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know why? Because she just didn't think that she was going to be black. I think she knew. I think she thought she'd be more. I just really think she thought she'd be more palatable. You're right. Like we discussed earlier in the podcast, even white people are aware of colorism. Now, for example, if she probably did not have a black mother and her mother was maybe biracial or multiracial or just a lighter skinned black person, which fucking sucks. She probably would have looked a little bit even more palatable, maybe even closer to passing. Because, you know, she also has really curly hair, too. Like She has to give Brazilian blowouts. Because her hair is actually naturally actually. curly. Look at her. Uh, I'm gonna look it up. School photos. So she actually has really curly hair too. Like she, her mother's a black woman. So I, I think like yeah, 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 yeah. Had that not been the case, maybe she would have been okay. But that's not the case. It's like you're gonna be black to him. <sighs> See now I'm back to feeling kind of sorry for her. That's what I'm saying. Like Haley, I still feel bad. Like I'm not just not gonna turn off my empathy meter for her. But I, I don't have. I did not turn off my empathy meter. I, I can also her. acknowledge, like, yeah, bitch, like you should have known better. But also, I feel bad for you because I feel bad for her. I for sure feel bad for her. There's nothing about me that doesn't feel bad for her. But it was just like I just want. I I, I think also it's an think awakening that because I think it's like it could be a really interesting place to have a conversation about some things and i think i'm frustrated that like the platform is with someone who doesn't is not there yet so like that's where i'm from that's it's a personal problem it's my problem i think i I just wish she was something different because i think that we could all have a really interesting conversation about it and it could open a lot of doors because (laughs) like for some real reason like like i don't know why but everybody seems to care about pop culture and her and all this stuff and i think like we could have some interesting combos but she's just like not there in her own um, journey to like be there and i think she also doesn't want to be too controversial no Um, for sure not because i think i think i was reading about this in a paper that i read too that i think there's this activist like let's say like in jim crow reconstruction i don't know anyways super old but she was a lighter skinned woman who wanted to engage with you know conversations on her color but she was too afraid of what people were going to say and i think that's hard like 
and here's where it comes in. I don't, I don't ever want to negate someone's struggle because, like, what this story also reminds me of is that no matter how you think you look, a white person will remind you that you're black, even if you don't appear to be like, even if you are racially ambiguous, even if you are half black. Like, you can see the one-drop rule and the strict racial lines. We're like, no, bitch. Like, we don't care how palatable you think you look. You're black. That's the problem. And that's really sad. I feel bad for that. Because I I think also she thought she'd be acceptable. And it's just like... She did. You'll never be acceptable under white supremacy. And then also, I feel bad because I wish that we could engage with these really hard dialogues. But I think it really calls for you to decenter yourself from the yeah. narrative and really just look at it through an institutional yeah. and, and, and a constructed way. Like, like we did, we broke it back down to the history to kind of explain the, the social fabric of why this exists. Now, of course there's like personal people, but people have different ways they view things and personal actions and responsibility comes in. But if we just look at the structure itself, we can kind of understand like, yes, this really does go back to white supremacy. Either yes, there are privileges involved in your proximity to whiteness, but it's still white supremacy. But the people, yeah, the people who it. exist in that, that nether part, they do have a lot of reckoning to do, do with not super acknowledging that a, we live in a tri-racial system and B, you in your proximity to whiteness, you forego some of the burdens of anti-blackness. Not yeah, all, but some, and most, you sometimes. Much, and you have an option to do that with like, which most people don't have. Like, and I think, oh, this is actually a good point to bring up in relation to this, especially since I kind of ragged on her a little bit in our Hamilton episode. So I'm good to like lift her up now. Ooh. But M- Michelle Obama. Oh, <laughs> So, she was hating on the Obamas. I was like, I kind of was because I'm just like they. I don't really. T- I mean, I'm not an Obama fan per se. I don't believe in presidents, but I don't like the Obama slander. I know I love the Obamas. I love them dearly. Her book's sitting right here. I have his book. He wrote a really interesting book about being biracial. If anyone cares to read it, letters to my father. Really interesting. Um, but she had a lot to say about Miss Megan after the interview. I'm and a I savage. thought it was really interesting. And it was, like, my favorite – it was my favorite thing to read after watching the interview because I thought, like, this is, like, the conversation I want to be having. She said – I'm going to pull up exactly what she said, but she basically – the long and the short of it was, like – Paraphrase, bitch. Paraphrase. the Obamas. Please paraphrase. Okay, she, misquote the Obamas. I'm okay with that. Paraphrase. She, she said that um, you have to, like, put your public service first sometimes. And she basically said, like – it's unfortunate what she went through, but but what's her public service when she's going to visit colonies? I'm sorry, like I think I, public I think, service think and the British so, sector is some bullshit. It is, but I think it's more so like okay. So she said race isn't a new construct in this world for people of color, so it wasn't a complete surprise to hear her feelings and to have them articulated. <laughs> but look at uh, how Michelle looks, though. That's you see that, their see, different positionalities. So that's what I I'm think saying. she should have just went the Michelle Obama route because Michelle's a bad that bitch. Is what I'm so saying. you can talk about me if you want to, but I'm the first lady, Miss First Lady Michelle Obama. Address me correctly. And this, and I actually think that she was pointing to colonization when she said this next part because she said, Ooh, uh, I love "Public some shady service." Michelle. This is that's what I'm saying, and that's why I'm really glad I remembered this because I remember in the moment thinking, "Like, yes, Queen, this is exactly what I want to say." But you are braver and bolder than me to articulate it. She said, "Public service. It's a bright, sharp, hot spotlight, and most people don't understand it, nor should they." The thing I always keep in mind is that none of this is about us in public service. It's about the people that we serve. I always try to push the light back out and focus it on the folks that we're actually here to help and serve. Which I think she's saying 
is, sis, think about how your positionality within a monarchy before Which you, you could just really think be doing about how you're affected. Because if she, like you're saying, if she was like mentally where she needs to be in terms of her identity, she could really be that doing bitch. Doing something. Like, okay, she if the, U- if the UK it. don't like you, girl, take over the globe. That's what I'm saying. Because there's <laughs> nothing. And again, another list of books of the crown. The only thing more powerful than being the queen is having control over public opinion. Influence. And she had control. She could have been opinion. the next fucking influencer. That part. And then she could have changed the, the world. game. Changed everything. You're right. But I think and, and, not and so, Michelle and so Obama changing. Michelle Obama got me changing, mom. Uh, again, because 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 I think it's important to say that Michelle Obama, the first black first lady experienced so much racism so much sexism so much colorism so much like like compared her to apes which they would never do to a light-skinned woman as we've seen with kamala harris like she's iconic incredible a smart like a genius intelligent wonderful i iconic in every way and so for me and if you read her book and how she talks about it, she had no if, ands, or buts about being the first black lady. She knew exactly what that was and knew exactly what that entailed and and what that meant. And she was ready to like meet that challenge and rise above it in every possible way. And like it's that's not to say that she wasn't her. We go high. We go high. And it's not to say that she didn't experience pain, because obviously she did, and pain and trauma, like and we all do in this world, but like that's the bag with like the one drop rule and being black but she knew important than her right which is crazy and she also did not think that she could pass through it and that's why she i think she was more prepared i think it's because michelle is a visibly monoracial black woman that she has more strength to deal with what white supremacy has to throw at her because she's going to get the brunt of it exactly that's my point and, exactly. and i don't think megan i don't think we're, megan markle could handle yeah. that because like no that's exactly because you're cause right Michelle she could have taken her position and really done and held people like she could have gotten so many black people within the uk on her side she really. could have like really transformed the monarchy but she chose to just run but i guess harry wanted to go though so i guess well that's why i'm like harry what did you want the whole time <laughs> But I think that's because she couldn't handle it because she basically said like she was suicidal in their their house or whatever. So he was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, you're going to kill her like you did my mom. That, I think that's why he left. He's like, I don't want her to end up dead like my mom, which is sad. So sad. It's fuck to say yeah, that. She was so depressed and Diana right. was so depressed. Lots of similarities there. But OK, let's just let's wrap it up. Let's put it in a bow and leave the people. Because we've dropped some heat. I feel like people like... Girl, we were like, all over the place this whole episode. We really were. But like, the, but the point is, is like, and the reason why we brought up Michelle and Megan is they're a really good comparison because it's like you have this one dark-skinned woman who's been conditioned her whole life to like know and see herself as black, has been treated as like a dark-skinned black She woman. understands the racial past of being a, a darker-skinned person and or being like, black in America. The heart of the privilege of being light-skinned is that like you can go through life much further you and can, like, much you can transverse and no you per- can transverse in certain spaces right. more easily than others and and like but it's also like there is a point like if you are light enough like you could technically like let's be honest like had megan not married harry like would she ever have had to have this awakening within her like i don't know no. and that's like the privilege of it all 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, we've been both back and forth in this Megan shit. We're I think I, gonna... I'm 60% not feeling bad for her. No, I'm 80% not feeling bad for her, 20% feeling bad. I saw 20% feeling bad. I feel bad. I still feel bad because nobody should have to experience that trauma. Like, it's the same way I feel bad for Michelle Obama. Just because no she one should have handle to handle it doesn't mean no I No one should have to experience awful. this trauma, but choices. At the end but the choices, day. we make choices. And... She made a choice to enter into a colonial power who's wreaked harm on the entire globe. Okay, so, like, that's that's where I still get lost at, is did you really think they weren't, that they were going to let you in? Like, that's what kills me. That's what kills me, too, because, so that's where we're at with her. Especially because, oh, I'm going to elongate this conversation for two seconds and I'm going to let it go. Especially because I don't feel this way, but biracial children are seen as forbidden. You're a forbidden child. Like, you're like the the redheaded stepchild- like you're wearing the scarlet letter. Like it's you're like wearing the you scarlet are... letter and the proof of what slavery and colonization was, and you're entering into the royal family. That doesn't work. Like that that and that that's wrong as fuck. Like of course, like this happened, but those like there were always hidden children. They were never claimed. No one ever wanted to talk about them. They were forbidden children. And do you did you think that people who think like that were gonna let you into the royal family? No problem. No questions. No that you were gonna have children that are in line of succession and no one was gonna ask that question. That part. Like that's what I'm thinking. Like did they'll you really... ask questions about anything hey, that, in there. That question they... was kinda nice. Like, what color the baby gonna be? Yeah. That was kind of a nice question. It could way to... be worse. Like they like they've talked yeah, they could They could say your baby better not be fucking black. Yeah, like it's like they're gonna ask questions because all they care about is the appearances. So it's like that's all they care about. That's all. And that that's kind of where I have to leave it at. Like, did you really not think? Did you really not think? So I guess I guess let's turn it into a call in. Will be nice because we do feel bad. (laughs) So I'm I'm sticking you with this call in. You can't call her in. Like she already left royal. You can't go back and undo what's been done. It is what it is. I just want her to one day be more open because, and this also gets back to nuance because I think that she was afraid to be as honest as I, I, because I, what if she's actually very radically black? What if she's very radically black? That's what I'm wondering. And and then I, and I want that, or not even want that to be true for her, but I just, I, I wish that she could be honest enough to say like, but maybe she's afraid, but maybe she's afraid of that because that comes with its own set. Cause you're basically then saying, which we all know it to be true. You're basically saying all these motherfuckers is a racist. One, two, three, four, and five. Like, that's kind of drawing a line in the sand. And maybe she's trying to be very judicious in how she speaks. I don't know. So maybe, like, I, bitch, I, think, I don't I think know. what it comes down to is it's, like, I think that I think that it's always the truth is somewhere in the middle, obviously. And I think that a part of it has to do with, like, her trying to re- like because it's also about their bag like they need to make money and like protect their money because now they're on their own so i think that she had no a security. worry and a fear that's like if i say the whole truth the whole truth and nothing about the truth like so help me god so help me god is there gonna be backlash because like her perspective going in was one can I be of, honest like, maybe i'll be okay you already fucking left and did an interview on oprah you kind of didn't hit rock bottom you might yeah. as well just so, yeah okay you. so now i'm back to where i originally was because <laughs> like if you're gonna burn it to the ground burn it to the ground burn that bitch nobody's so alive like, if you're gonna go and you're gonna like take your children out of the line of success right like do they it. basically <laughs> said boo tomatoes 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 no bitch uh what are those call it top molotov cocktails molotov cocktails yeah. like n- bitch no you that? like right 
<laughs> like, if you're going to do it, do it, you know? Like, and I'm not saying you needed to, because literally Leah and I are saying that if we were in her position, we would still be there. So, like, don't make no mistakes that, like, we're we're not putting ourselves on a pedestal above her. We're dead ass saying that we would I would have endured. I would have endured. I would have done it. I would be the Duchess. I would be proud. I'd be like, yeah. Call I'm, first I'm a black princess. Yeah. And what about <laughs> and it? What like, about it? and what are you like, going to do about it? My clothes are better than Kate's. Who cares? Like, bitch, I would have stunned it on Kate so motherfucking so bad. <laughs> Same. She wouldn't know what she's done with herself. That would have been my sole goal in life. Like, that would have been It's upsetting, job. Kate, that it's part. Just, yeah. My whole goal in life would have been becoming the most popular person. And Literally. I wouldn't even have to become popular in the UK. Becoming the most popular person globally and world. stunting on these bitches. I would have had, had, had my fans. I would have made a whole hive. Like, this no, like, stay out of Africa. Stay out of Africa. But they have to go. So if I that's had, awful. I know it's and awful that's why, too, And that's why that's where she loses me at. I would have been like... Yeah, that's who I would have not been up in no. Say, I would have been in America and the UK, not in no colonies. Maybe I would nothing. have gone to Canada, popped in. Say that hey. part, <laughs> that part, and I would have stayed like that so whole colony like, shit like, where uh, she loses me. Yeah, because I would have been a princess just, for the people. I would have been a princess people. for the people, and I would have like, and I would have endured just because I'm like that petty. Yeah, I'm that petty. Like I just would have been like, fine, be racist to me, and I would have, and I would like if they asked me how dark my children would have been, I would have been. I like, said they're we'll gonna see. be black, bitch. We'll what see. do you want? But to be honest, I don't think Harry would have took home a black woman. He, no. I think he also thought that Megan would be palatable. I think he did too. Which sure. he obviously don't understand his history either. No. But a little bit more than Megan, I guess. No. Or maybe he Anyways. just thought like, well, one day my brother will be in charge. It'll be fine. But apparently, maybe not because nobody's dying. Uh, I don't think Charles is going to die anytime soon. I feel like the queen is on her way, but I don't think Charles is going to die. He, I don't he know. at least has 30 years. You really he's, think he's, he's six, how old is he? Sixty something. Know. We looked up. We did look this up, and we were both like, "Damn, I think he's sixty something." I think he might be in his seventies. Oh my god! He, oh, he's seventy three. That nigga's be, dead. Yeah, he it's, might be dying. It's gonna be William. <laughs> William's getting it. I did read because now that I watch The Crown, like all my Google recommends are just like shit about them. And I did read that like two weeks ago they had a meeting with um, William to discuss the future of the crown. And I was like, that's really shady. Just you just are William. skipping two whole people. Well, because he's 73. <laughs> that's true. Who's the second person? Uh, Nobody. I just. You say you don't skip two old people. Who's going to be? Who's the other second person? Charles. There's no one else. It's just Charles. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, it's Charles. Elizabeth. It's Elizabeth it, Charles. He, and it'll be he can't. He's not going to make Camilla queen. Camilla, Camilla, whatever her name is. Oh, Camilla. Queen. So sad. I don't know. Fuck these royal people. Like, at the end of the day, I super don't give a fuck. Burn the monarchy down. Fuck the monarchy. Like, fuck imperialism. Fuck all, all that noise. All that noise. Like, and that's why I kind of don't feel bad for her because you lay down with dogs. What do you get? Please, bitch. I don't feel yep. bad. I, ultimately, that's how I feel. You're laying down with colonizers and, and imperial you warlords. Known. You should have known. If you didn't know, I can't help you. And she... Uh, and she grew up. In, she grew up in America. Like, no excuse, no excuse. If she grew up in Canada, I might have given her a little bit of excuse, but no. Yeah. So, anyways, we kind of gathered her. I feel bad, but I feel bad, but I feel bad because okay, the games we play. I love that we were saying the same thing over and over again, just because like we really want to make it clear that we do feel bad. Like, because, <laughs> but it's true. Like, I can't express enough how badly we feel because it's I like, feel bad for her that I she feel bad has for to her. endure this. I feel bad that you have to endure this because, and it, it's in the same way that I feel bad for everyone that has to endure racism and sexism. But like, in the same right. breath, but in the you same walked breath, into a nest, like a business. Right. right. It's like it, it, you you walk into a space knowing that the space, like, I just don't believe that you got gotcha. 
you know like i just don't believe that it was like but what if she really did get shocked gotcha then that's a problem and that's why we have to be honest about it and that's where it gets back to colorism well anyways <laughs> this is another episode on colorism probably some of my hotter takes actually no i don't think so i've had hotter I feel takes like we were really good i feel like we did that in the best way we could um i'm but, not victim blaming megan i'm sorry for her it's obviously white supremacy's fault we are low-key victim blaming because we're like you should have known better but i know i feel bad like that's why i don't want it to come across this is us. like but this is like an extraordinary circumstance it like, is this an extraordinary is like a circumstance once in a lifetime it's a once in a lifetime so it's again that's why i can only compare it to becoming the first lady like i feel like you should know going in that like you're gonna like that's a problem like it's gonna be Everybody in their life should try to be Michelle Obama, and that's just a period. Yeah, honestly, if you take away nothing from this, take away that Michelle Obama's the queen. The the queen. And her, her however her stylist is, I need to raise. Sure. Uh, and, okay, to be honest, like, the Obamas, I get that the Obamas are really shitty, like, don't get me wrong. But two things can be true, like we've been saying. Yeah, don't. I also have to acknowledge that it did feel personally really good to have a black president and be black. I miss okay. them dearly. I miss them every day. Well, I, I don't them. know if I necessarily miss them because they're just as shitty as they the are. Rest, just as shitty, but at least it was. Like I I a can soft speak face. to. But what's worse is what I liked about Trump was it was chaotic, but she like he let you know it was chaotic. Like you knew it was chaos <laughs> so every true. damn day. Like this is worse is because it's like they try to pass these bills and silence and and smiles and everything's gonna be okay. Don't do that shit. Like, tell me what it is straight to my face. I'm not saying let's have Trump again for president. No way. No, thank you. But I do think, like, he let us know it was chaos every damn day. And it was chaos every damn day. Yeah. <laughs> we always knew what was going on. It was full transparency. Do you think we're going to get a black woman in the Supreme Court? Yeah. He I better. Do. Like, he better. I do. No, I absolutely think Biden will nominate one. It's and this gonna is important be, is because Roe v. Wade. block it. This Roe v. Wade is coming up. I know we're gonna get a black woman on Supreme Court, but it's but it's like if if GOP tries to block it, that'll be the only problem. But I honestly, we have the majority. But the problem is that like we have two people that are basically Republicans dressed up as Democrats in there right now. Who? Oh, Oh, Kristen Cinema and yeah, Kristen Cinema and the other guy Mansion. Yep. So if if they suck, then they'll suck. But I don't think they will because let's be honest, like. Even if you let Brett, if GOP, you let Brett Kavanaugh right. in there, even come some on. of the worst GOP right now don't want to be called racist just because he's too hot. So I think that we'll get it done. But I know that there what, should be what's nominated. this big? Why don't people want to be called racist? Like it is what it is. Just because for whatever reason, right now they care. They won't care in a year or two. I don't hope that's not true. I hope please always care. Please don't want to be. Don't be racist. Like. But I'm just saying right now, they really don't. I'm like literally thinking to myself, do they really care that deeply? Don't they like that shit? I don't think that they care about being racist. I think they care about being called racist, which is like the problem with white people in general right now. Like, it's like not about actually being like. I thought the GOP was synonymous with racist, low key. It is, but they just don't want us to know that. So they're trying to pretend like it's not, even though it obviously is. Well, I hope we get this black woman, even though I don't believe in this shit. I want a black woman on this. Like Ted Cruz? They have she- Sonia Sotomayor. What's, what was she? Yeah, she's Latinx. Okay, period. Love yeah, that. I know. I know. I, 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 like she I said, still, she's still on the Supreme Court, right? Yes, yes. I know for sure. She swore in Kamala pe- Harris. She swore in Kamala Harris. It was really magical. Period. Okay. I, then we can have a Latinx woman. Then we can have a black know, woman. And then a coon as a black woman. man. <laughs> oh Isn't that God. so apt, though? I'm so... Don't get me started Isn't that so that. representative, though? It is. 
And then he had a black woman come and say that she he sexually assaulted her, and he still got his nomination. He still got it in because he sucks. Um, <laughs> but overall, like I know for sure that she'll be nominated, whoever she may be, powerful and mighty. But like I just, I just again, it's about like, is the GOP gonna be? I, they're probably gonna block it because they hate black people and they really hate but we do have the majority i think it'll be fine i'm i'm I'm, I'm actually very confident because we're gonna get it through i think so too because the only person who's really being vocal about being anti is ted cruz and like nobody likes him not even the gop you went to fucking mexico during a uh, a global freeze or a texas freeze in a pandemic shut the fuck up forever forever and ever and ever you know he's cuban (laughs) do they claim him yeah, Cubans low-key don't like black people. I buy that. White, I mean, white Cubans don't like black people. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Again, colorism. No, that's exactly... I think colorism in Latin America is the craziest it's shit. It's crazy. It's bad. It's awful. Like, I think it's horrendous. worse in... I think it's worse in America. I can't even lie to you. Like, it is. It is worse. In, it's absolutely As worse. someone who experiences colorism, I would hate to experience colorism in Latin America. It's trash. I would, pre- I would prefer to experience colorism here. Doesn't that say something? It says this is bad here <laughs> anyways well give Haley a big round of applause on her final call why'd that make me feel like i was in elementary school <laughs> <laughs> like you were her first show and tell give her a give her a round of applause uh this might be the last time you hear from her honestly because no i'll come back because this is fun she, i like doing she it. tends to be I feel, it's like a it's like a soapbox that i have no right to like <laughs> she's uh she's incognito girl. girl I'm, about to, I'm about to change the name of my podcast i told you oh yeah i'm excited for that and i'm about to put it on, i'm gonna do video now like put it on oh YouTube. that's fun that's yeah, really so cool I've been, I've been working on designing that so you guys have things in the works listeners i have things in the works um new podcast name new marketing you know i'm trying um but yeah i just want to say thank Kaylee for coming um thanks for having me it was a good time. It was a real fun time. Uh, if you have any issues, you can DM Haley Howard underscore five or Haley underscore Howard five, whatever it is. Yeah, don't mm-hmm. come for me. Don't cancel me. I promise. I care about all people. I love all humans. I if swear to If you find any wrong with this episode, you can just reach out to her. Because I mean, also like I love people, but like I'm, I, but I'm, I, I say everything I say because I just think that people can be better. So anything I say that sounds harsh, do. it's just like because I'm trying to say like do better. And I don't we think can. we blame. I don't think I don't. I personally don't think we blame anybody. I think we, we didn't. Speaking, we're we're speaking very frank and we're speaking to how this professor who I also hate taught me this. Uh, your past is your prologue. There you go. You know who taught me that? Which one? James. <laughs> your past is your prologue, and it's important that we talk about it because. W- with uh, these anti-education laws and book bannings, yeah. bitches don't learn nothing in school, no way. So yeah, people don't know anything. Yeah. Anyways, thank you, Haley, so much for coming through. Thanks for having. Well, I me. guess I'll see you when I see you. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>